Welcome, my friends, to another episode of Art House Radio. This is episode 146, Art, Technology, and Jeff Koons. Remember quickly that you can go to arthouse43.com and make a one-time donation to the cause. You can also go to our new Patreon page. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash arthouse43. And, of course, we're all over social media at arthouse43. You can follow us. We'll follow you back. You follow us. We'll follow you back. It's that easy. So, today, Art, Technology, and Jeff Koons. What do they have to do with each other? Well, I was watching a little show called Adam Ruins Everything, and this particular topic was on the bloated work week, how we work too much. We work uh, 10 weeks more per year than the Germans. That's, that should be a crime. And uh, in this episode, they talked about how employers also spend 45% of their day on uh, primary job duties. 45%. So this got me thinking. How many artists are there working in the world? Like, being able to survive off it. Turns out the Washington Post had an article from a census back in 2012, which is a long time ago, but it probably hasn't changed that much. It said that 1.4 million people uh, have their primary earnings from art. That's under half a percent of the population, but it's encouraging. Why is it encouraging? Sort of. Well, because there was another stat in this show that uh, referenced an article in Forbes where they talked about a, uh, a study by Upwork.com which said that in the U.S., the majority of the workforce will be freelancing by 2027 and that a third of them already are. So that plays right into the wheelhouse of artists, doesn't it? No more, would you like curly fries with that? No more, can I supersize this or supersize that? We can maybe possibly do our own thing. Now, why is that happening? Clearly, technology is having an impact. So, art, technology, and a person who has made quite a living off of art, Jeff Koons, everybody. I wish he was on the show, but he's not. But I do have a clip which inspired, mostly inspired all of this. A couple of things I previously mentioned inspired it, but also a clip I heard from the series Beyond the Horizon by RYOT, which is a motion picture production company. It's hosted by Jared Leto, uh, and it has something to do with the future of humanity. Uh, I can't remember what the name of it is called, but the show is called Beyond the Horizon. I don't know if it's out yet, but there's a clip with Jared Leto, who's hosting, talking to Jeff Koons, and he asked him a lot about art and technology. I'm going to play a seven-minute clip of that in just a minute, um, but I just wanted to try and connect the dots here if I could. So, art, technology, Jeff Koons. I was lucky enough to be a part of an art panel a couple of weeks ago. I had a sound and light installation at Art Prize 10, Soundspace. You can check it out online if you'd like. And it was great. They asked me to be on the panel, Creative Many. It's a music organization that runs in Michigan. I think they're mostly based out of Detroit. Uh, it was all Detroit artists up on the panel, probably no coincidence. And so I was lucky to be one of them. And it was interesting how the conversation started out talking about art and technology. And probably mostly because of me, uh, moved into this I'm scared of robots type of thing, which seems totally natural. But when you hear Jeff Koons in this clip um, talk about technology, he really, and I'm not sure if this is because it's his age or his generation, but he really downplays, I think, and I don't say want to say downplays, but he makes technology seem warm and fuzzy, like a glass of mulled wine on a snowy Christmas evening in your best Christmas sweater 
with your grandparents uh, making gingerbread cookies for you to snack on while you watch uh, Fred Astaire and uh, Burl Ives sing their way into Rudolph's heart uh, through the magic of Christmas and Yukon Cornelius. Are you getting all these references? Are these, am I weird? Uh, let me know. So there's an interesting quote in this uh, series, Beyond the Horizon, uh, that focuses on technology. Jeff Koons says, I've always wanted to create an art where automatically the viewer would realize they didn't have to bring anything to the table other than themselves right at that moment. It's a pretty beautiful quote. He goes on to talk about art and technology saying, I think that a lot of young artists become confused about technology and they think there's some responsibility with an art to be new, to be fresh, but it's only a tool. And so it comes from coming into contact with yourself, having self-acceptance and going outward from there and going on a journey and the acceptance of others that you're actually able to touch people and that they realize there's a vocabulary here that's universal that has as much meaning to them as to you. And that gives us all a sense of more possibility. I think that's an important thing to think about. I, I hope, um, especially when we're talking about someone who probably the other than Damien Hurst, maybe he's probably got the most money. He's very liquid. Should it matter? I don't know. If you're unfamiliar with the arts world at all, there are two camps uh, when it comes to Jeff Koons. Love him or hate him. And it's hard to find a middle ground. I, I think yours truly thinks he's kind of brilliant. I'm not saying that I necessarily love his artwork, but I do think there's something interesting and special about it. I mean, there is, I, in doing research on Jeff Koons for this episode, I did notice there were a couple of articles that said, well, he sure is good at making money, isn't he? Yeah, that's kind of the point. It's kind of a big one. And it's it sort of, sometimes you, you see people who are a little bit envious and quite bitter about people who make it in the art world, not just Jeff Koons. Success is sometimes a great divider, isn't it? But when you read other articles about Jeff Koons that where he talks about how he went to an art show at the Whitney in 1974 to see Chicago uh, artists work, he was so moved by it that he then, he then transferred from where he was studying on the East Coast to uh, the Art Institute, art Institute of Chicago because of that show. That's crazy, isn't it? That to me, okay, so he sold um, his, his um, balloon dog for $58 million five years ago. Fine. This guy also was moved by an art show and moved to another time zone just because of one art show. That's somebody who's not afraid to look for something, right? I just finished reading this book called Unfuck Yourselves. I highly recommend it. And some of the discussions in there were kind of a little bit, they were good. The whole thing was great, but it was, some parts were better than others. <clears throat> and one of the parts that I loved was when he talked about embracing the uncertainty. That's embracing the uncertainty right there. Moving to Chicago because of an art show, you have no, maybe he had been there before. I don't know the context of him deciding that. But I thought it was pretty impressive that he would, he would be willing to chase after whatever it is he's chasing. And by the way, he did go to art school. I'm feeling like a Jeff Koons lobbyist here all of a sudden. Uh, and, you know, he made a lot of money as a commodities banker. Yes, but... You know, it's not like he wasn't making art the whole time. And even if he wasn't, who cares? It, it would be almost more impressive if he hadn't been. And he was just like, you know what? I've conquered Wall Street. Let's try art. 
Um, anyway, uh, I think it's impressive. I love thinking about this things, art, technology, and and how we survive. Jeff Koons, I guess, kind of represents that as well for me. When I look at Jeff Koons, I sort of think about how one can survive in the art world. I'm trying to do it right now. One of those ways is through Arthouse 43. You can go to arthouse43.com, click on donate, and you can visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash arthouse43. So I will leave you now with a clip from this uh, very interesting series, it looks like anyway, called Beyond the Horizon with uh, Jared Leto hosting, and he talks with Jeff Koons. This is produced by RYOT. I will see you soon on the next episode. Until then, I hope you have a beautiful Halloween, beautiful fall, but I will see you next week before Halloween, so let's meet again. And remember, you can follow us on at Arthouse43 on social media. Please send me a message. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Do you have an episode idea? I'd love to hear it. All right? So tweet at me. Let me know what you think. Give me your take. Art, technology, and Jeff Koons. Is there a part of the show that you liked? Uh, what do you think about Jeff Koons? What do you think about half the world or the majority of the world being freelancing is that a good thing for artists i think it is but i'll let you decide when i see you on the twitter the facebook or the instagram okay friends until soon enjoy this clip Hey, Jared. Can you hear me okay? Yes, absolutely. What do people call you? Do they call you Jeff? Do they call you Mr. Coons? Do they call you Jeffrey? What do they call you? Uh, I think I hear dad more than anything. Why do you think your art has resonated with so many people? Why do you think you've succeeded? I remember my first day of art school was really like a, a blast of cold water in the face because I realized I, I knew nothing. I had basically uh, no cultural history in art, in established art. I didn't know who Cezanne was. I didn't know who Brock was, Matisse. And I survived that moment. I've always wanted to create an art that automatically the viewer would realize they didn't have to bring anything to the table other than themselves right at that moment. When you look at a work of art, hopefully it excites you, it stimulates you, and you realize, oh, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that. And it could have nothing to do with what you're looking at, but it can just trigger it and it can get you excited about your own possibility. And it's about that moment forward. So I've tried to work with a vocabulary that's articulated to let the viewer know they are perfect. Everything about them is perfect at that moment. And it's about here forward. How has technology influenced you? How has it changed art? And how do you think it will change art in the future? You know, technology is always changing life. I mean, any tool that comes into uh, 
to play in the world, whether it's in harvesting food or crafting a home or to make an artwork. It changes, but it's just a tool. And so the desire, the, uh, the desire to communicate, to interpret the world, to enhance your own possibilities of expanding, and the tools can help you do that. It can help enlarge it, but it doesn't come from the tool. The tool is just kind of a stepping stone to help you continue to kind of push the envelope further. But I think that a lot of young artists sometimes become confused about technology and uh, they think there's some responsibility with an art to be new, to be fresh, but it's only a tool. And so it, it comes from coming into contact with yourself, having self-acceptance, and uh, going outward from there, and going on a journey in the acceptance of others, that you're actually able to touch people, and that they realize that there's a vocabulary here that's universal, that has as much meaning to them as to you, and gives us all a sense of more possibility. What is art like in a hundred years? I was talking to a teacher the other day, and she was telling me that children's hands are actually kind of, they're losing the dexterity to even kind of form clay and do things because they're holding iPads and phones. And so they're much more used to this, that actually in art classes, they're having a harder time using scissors and manipulating their hands. So there can be physical changes, and those physical changes can also then adapt to other parameters that we're interested in. But this tension, this expansion, is a constant. When artists are creating, any thoughts on how what's being created influences the decisions that we make or influences culture or society in a way that actually impacts tomorrow? I think when you're making a work of art, you're being honest. And if you are focusing on what you're doing and really pay attention to that, it connects you to the universal, so it connects you to other people and this kind of subjective realm of where things start off, your own interest, your own kind of metaphysics, all of a sudden connect to the universal. And in the universal, you're in contact with others. You go from kind of personal responsibility in a way to communal responsibility. This interaction between people, which is the most rewarding in life, it's the highest state that art can take you to, is acceptance of others. Why bother? Why make art? Why, why do it? To enjoy life more. It's all about potential, and it's all about the enjoyment of the, of the body and the mind. I mean, to enjoy every little tingle, every little sense of feeling and possibility. And, you know, people enjoy sex, but you can feel sensations that are as heightened of that just through being excited about things. And feelings generate ideas. You know, I love the first time coming across a powerful work of art that was like a gestalt, and you felt it, and you're under the control of personal iconography, where somebody is, you know, articulated, they used a certain skill to control your feelings. And then when I realized that I could feel those sensations, I wanted to develop my own personal iconography so I could affect my feelings, continue to make them more intense, and then to share that with others. Art is what lets the self find acceptance and then to be able to move outward. 
And automatically, as soon as you have self-acceptance, it leads you to the acceptance of others. You learn to take care of yourself. You learn to be able to excite the self, stimulate, have feelings, have ideas, and automatically you want to share them to your community. So it uh, magnifies everything. When you have one person experiencing something, and then you take that, that transcendence, that act, that sensation, and you share it with a thousand, 10,000, a million. So it turns the light on in the room. It lets us explore our, our senses and lets us explore our mind.